0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back. So on this podcast here, another little short evolution of an HVAC business, we're going to talk about your customer base. Where do you get them? Do you take customers from your former company or do you leave them alone and generate your own? This is what we're going to discuss here. Short little podcast, guys. Let's get to it. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Jobber. It is the CRM I'm using to run my business. Now, I'm gonna tell you guys something about cash flow. Just listen to this for a minute. Now, if you listen to the the book, The E Myth, H Contractor, and Ken Goodrich is co-writes the book and Ken Goodrich is the, the owner or they, they did some refinancing or something, but is it was in charge of building the Ghetto brand out in the Las Vegas area. Massive company. And he talks about cash flow as being king. And if you don't have cash flow, how do you run your business? Because you got expenses. But you also need money coming in to pay for those expenses, pay for your techs, yourself, whatever, whatever your expenses are. Now, with residential customers, small commercial, you could take payment right at the door when you're leaving. Higher-end commercials accounts, you got to invoice them and wait. It's just the way it is. But with Jobber, what you can do is link your Jobber account to your bank account so you can receive payment through credit card right when the job is finished. So you keep your cash flow up to date so I just wanted to mention that guys let's get on with it so let me tell you a quick story of a tech that I know okay that worked in a company and what he was doing and he left that company and went on his own and what he was doing before he left was a little shady as far as I'm concerned when it comes to what you're doing with your company's customers that you're currently with it's okay to go on your own hey do it if that's what you want to do. And sometimes your customers will follow you. But there's, I think there's, there's a high road to do that. I'm going to tell you about something that's the complete opposite. Just to get this in your head. Well, this individual was going out to the, to the, the company's customer. Not providing any quotations back or any repair work back. What he was doing was doing them for his new company that he launched but hadn't gone out full time yet. On the weekend... In the company truck that he was currently working for that's kind of shady okay that's not the kind of that's not the way you want to move on with customers you may have taken care of for a long time so let's face it if a tech is a good tech and they get into some some customers and they become close even friends the customer trusts them they want them to do the work on their building or property or home and they only want them well when you leave Right. And that customer, two weeks down the, the line, a month down the line, three months down the line, picks up the phone and says, Hey, listen, since you left, the service at my place is not nearly as good. I really want you to come here and, and do some work for me. Well, at that point, the customer has made the decision. It's not like you were in a back room making backroom deals, right, while you were still working for your former company. Cause I find that can give you you a bad name. You don't want a bad name in the industry. Okay, Because the industry is close-knit, it's tight, it's big, but it's small. And with, with the online presences these days that people create for themselves, you can get a bad name quick, it can spread quick, and that's not the person I think that you should be. But the other scenario that I gave you is, hey, if your customer down the line wants to call you because the work they're receiving is not the greatest, well, that's fair. That That's all fair game. They're calling you in, you're coming in, and, and you might quote them on something, and You might continue the relationship, but you did not try to steal that customer, right? Uh, I'll give you some more thoughts on that. I'm going to give you a way that I dealt with this. Now, you don't need to follow what I do, but this is just how I dealt with it. I felt like taking the high road approach was the best way to go because I have created this kind of online brand. And the last thing I want is a reputation that I've tried so hard to build to be positive and and energetic and, and just being... Part of the the trade, like the bread and butter of the trade, to be kicked by the wayside because I made a bad decision about the way I, I left the company I was with. So, one of my biggest customers, I, I approached them and I said, Hey, listen, just so you know, I'm leaving the company. And he said to me, Well, I'll give you the building. That's what he said to me. And I'm like, I, I want to thank you for that. I said, But I'm going to decline because. If I take the building now, it's going to look like I stole it, okay? Now, I also, the, the day that I gave my, I gave a three weeks notice, the day I gave my three weeks notice, I said to I said to management, the, the owner, I said, listen, I'm not going to go in, swoop in, and try to take your customers away. I'm not going to do that because that's not the, the way I want to roll. And I said, if, if they want me in their building, like right now in, in the near future, Give me a call and I will try to go there and I'll just bill you guys and I'll be a sub. You know what I mean? And my thought process around that was, hey, listen, if I'm the sub and I go in and deal with a problem or a few problems, like the next day, if I'm out on on another job and a service call comes in, well, my former company is still going to take the calls for it. I don't have to rush out. And deal with it so I, I found that was a good balance the best of both worlds I would I would do the work but if there was an emergency because something else happened I wouldn't have to run out because basically I've got a team behind me that's going to go out and do it because it's their customer it's not mine I'm, I was working for the, my former company as a subcontractor if you kind of get what I'm saying so I told my biggest customer I said no I, I go I thank you for that and this would have been a 27, 24-7 building And and I wasn't about to try to put myself out there for 24-7 on call all the time for one specific building because I'm a one-man show. I have have a life that I want to live outside of work. And if I want to do something with my family on the weekend, I'm not being available to the building 24-7 for little calls here and there. So I found that was the best of both worlds. And I said to him, thank you, but no thank you. I appreciate it. If you want me to come out, call my former company if they want to send me i'll come out and i'll just bill them okay that's kind of a workaround that that i thought of but let's say a year down the line here and and he said he calls me up and says hey gary i'm not getting the service that I, i once did well that would be a different story in my mind okay then then we'd have to rethink the process that's not me stealing them that is me responding to a customer that picked up the phone and called my company Like, you have to be out of your your mind to not want to do some work to generate revenue for your company. And that's a little bit different, I think. We'd have to revisit that if, if it ever came about, but it's just something to think about, right? So, I think there's a high road to take when it comes to the customer base that you're working for, if you're working for a company now, when you go on your own. Now, generating your own customer base, that's a different story, and I'll talk about that next. If you want to generate your own customer base, there's a couple ways to do it. Here's here's the first way, but this is going to be aggravating on your time and your body and potentially your health. One way to do it is to, when you moonlight, basically when you get home from work, you park that truck and you have another truck ready and you go out and you do side jobs and you build up a customer base over the course of time that way. That is one way you you do it, but you could kill yourself that way because now you, you're, depending how busy you are, you could be working double shifts every day, every day until you build that customer base till, till you have enough work where you can just kind of hit the, the ground running and leave the company that you're with and you've already got a base there to deal with. And I would suggest that if you are gonna do it that way, all the money you make, if you can, if it's feasible, all the money you make from all those side jobs You put it in a bank account and you don't touch it because that is going to be your cash flow for when you leave on your own to pay yourself when you have some slow times and and whatnot. So it's always good to have that bank bank money, some cash flow when you leave because if you got zero, you're starting at zero or in debt, you're going to have a very rough and stressful time. I'm telling you that right now. Okay, so think about that. That is one way that you can build a customer base is moonlighting. With your own tools, your own truck, and generating your own customer base, hopefully around the neighborhood where you live, right? Or or the areas where you live so you're not driving out too far. Right? Because you gotta come home, you gotta get in another truck, and you gotta go out to to wherever you gotta go. So that is one way. Let's talk about another. So the other way is to basically use the use the, the tools that are in front of you for free to generate your customer base right? Everybody's got family, everybody's got friends, and usually family and friends is a good place to start. Like for me, the first job I did, well, the, the first install I did was for a family friend. I have another family friend I'm doing an install for in two weeks, and someone down the street who's friends with my wife, I'm doing an install for them for a dehumidification system as well. So you start kind of with family family and friends, see who needs what, and then you, you build out from there. But Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, linkedin they're all great platforms to announce or to to basically announce that you're going on your own and using using facebook as a marketing platform and getting into the local facebook groups the buy and sell groups the the local discussion groups and say hey introduce yourself and don't don't make it like salesy and like you're being sleazy and hey look at me it's like hey guys how are you i'm new to the I'm a new company in the area. just want to say hi. If you guys need anything, here's my phone number. Here's my email. Don't be too pushy. I actually got my first service call for this company that I started, McCready HVAC, from doing that. I posted it. My wife shared it. And the guy called me and I said, where did you hear about about my company? He's like, oh, through Facebook. So it was that post that got me rolling. So... There's all kinds of social media platforms that you can use for free. You can actually pay Instagram. You can pay Facebook to target the area that you want, like throw throw $200, $300 on on a post and target your local area so that post goes through their feeds. That is one way you can tackle it. You can go door-to-door. So I went door-to-door to some businesses in the town that I live in, and some people were receptive some people were just nice and took the card, but I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere by the, the tone of their voice and the way they were acting. And then I walked into a bakery, and this bakery had a walk-in cooler, a walk-in freezer. It had uh, a bunch of display cases that were cooled and stuff like that. And the lady that owns it was taking me around everywhere and, and showing me stuff. And and she had a person that was an hour away that she sometimes used who sometimes couldn't come And I gave her some free advice. She she had a display case that wasn't working very well. It wasn't maintaining temp. I looked at the condenser. I said, your condenser's filthy. It's got to be clean. I said, wait till the store closes and get a vacuum. And if you can, some compressed air and and blow the thing out. And she's like, oh, thank you very much. So she's going to have her husband call me, who's an electrician, to basically look at the walk-in cooler and walk-in freezer to replace the equipment that's there. So that's the other way you can do it is physically get out, shake hands, Knock on doors, hand out your card, and just introduce yourself to people. But if you do it this way, if you don't have that clientele built already, I suggest you save money. Again, it's all about cash flow, right? Moonlighting, taking that cash flow, taking what you've earned, and putting it away and saving it. Or you save up cash before you go on your own as much as you can because there's going to be times where you might not have any work for a few days or a couple weeks or you might get lucky and be swamped it's, it's really tough to say these are all considerations that you got to make before you decide to make this move so basically what do we cover here we covered customers how, how to build them do we steal them probably not a good idea you're going to get a bad reputation can you do work for a former customer if they call you because the 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 service they're receiving is not up to par well yeah, you can. Right? You just got to weigh it, weigh it out like how do I how do I handle this? How do I tackle this? Or you can moonlight, create a customer base of your own by moonlighting, or you can just save up a bunch of cash, start fresh, right? Have your cash sitting in a bank account to to pay yourself for 3 months or whatever it takes, right? But you got to have all your tools lined up and make sure you got all your tools too. And then have at least three months cash saved up to pay yourself while you're generating business. And you do that with Facebook groups, local groups, Instagram, maybe paid promotions on Facebook, knocking on doors and shaking hands. There's so many different ways to do this. And if you have some extra dough, talk to somebody that knows about SEO, search engine optimization. Because once you have a website design, once you have like a a Google My Business You've got your social media groups all built. They can all be linked together and you can have your social media person or your, sorry, your SEO person. You're going to have to pay them. Usually it's about $1,000 a month, but they'll get you ranked on Google really, really fast. Probably, it's hard to say, but it could be three to six months, but you're paying about $1,000 a month to get ranked on Google for your area and certain keywords like air conditioning, heating, indoor air quality, IAQ, whatever it is you want to target. And that's another way to do it, but that's going to take some some capital dough up front. So anyway, guys, just some things to think about for this I th- th- these are things I've thought about for the last year, even longer than that. So it's it's in my head because I've thought about it, I've went through the motions, and I've and I've done some of these things. So that's why I'm spitting it out so so easily at you is because it's been in my brain. It's basically what I've been living and breathing for the last year while I tried to organize the launch of this company from scratch. So I hope you guys took something from this. If not, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm doing my best here. Anyway, guys, we'll catch you on the next one. Happy HVACing.